Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. One hour to go on the Friday show here on WBEN. Game day Friday. Big game Sunday night. Wishing we could press that fast forward button to Sunday, which you don't say often. Usually you're dreading Sunday night. But this week, something a little special. A win and you're in scenario. By the way, I'll be back here at 3. Now, I'm not hosting at 3. But for the first time in five years, I will be producing the Tom Bowerly Show. So 3 o'clock, back in the producer chair for Tom uh, until 5.30. Looking forward to that. Also, I mentioned the Dick Van Dyke Columbo episode. Negative reaction. It is his birthday. That episode is actually on the Columbo page of YouTube. It's one of the few they offer the, few, the full episode for. So if you're craving some Columbo and you'd like to celebrate DVD's 94th birthday, that episode available on YouTube. So a little, uh, a little viewing guide if you're looking for something to watch this weekend. We are talking about something that I'm sure most of you are sick of watching, and that is the impeachment hearings that continue to go on. The two articles of impeachment have been passed by the committee. They will now be voted on the floor next week. The committee vote was along party lines. I don't expect that to be the case on the House floor next week. Like I said, it looks like up to 10 could vote against impeachment. That is what I will be looking for on that vote, seeing which Democrats vote against it, because you know CNN will swarm to those Democrats. How could you do this? How could you vote against this? And I'd like to hear their response and, you know, what would probably be a very logical answer. 803-0930, what are you looking for in the House vote? What do you think of this impeachment process so far and in the senate do you want a speedy trial a drawn out trial and do you think any republicans will vote to convict dan and west seneca sorry for taking you so late in the segment the floor now is yours dan listen i appreciate it joe so uh, based on your show and based on the media uh, that I consume, I'm, I'm going to make my comments. You, you had a very interesting caller today, and he said, I think this would be verbatim, that by doing this waste of time impeachment inquiry, you're going to keep the president away from building infrastructure, uh, handling health care, and some other issues he threw in there. So my first observation with that comment, and I, and I think this is a classic of what's a matter with the political system today, is Mr. Trump has been president now almost a full three years, and infrastructure and health care and some other issues had not been addressed whatsoever. And when they were addressed, 
Uh, it was the Democrats from Congress who complained that because of the unfunded tax cuts and the revenue no longer coming in to the federal coffers, there is no money to tackle those uh, issues. And adding $1.2 trillion to the federal deficit to facilitate tax cuts can be a problem. I'm an issue-oriented guy, although I tend to be a Democrat. But Dan, but Dan wouldn't it be... Wouldn't it be better for the country if Congress was more focused on things like that, on working with the president? I mean, and it's both parties. You're not going to hear me say it's only the Democrats. It is both parties. It seems like every day there's less and less of a chance they want to work together. And it's just that's not it's not how D.C. was supposed to be. And just outside of politics, that's not how anyone should be. You shouldn't just refuse to work together because of a a lack of a difference of opinion. Joe, I'm going to agree with you. And again, I'm going to state that if the general public would listen to the conversation and the civility between you and I, although we are politically opposed in point of view, uh, I think that that would be good. But the problem is, and I read an interesting article and I said that I was going to draw my comments on your topic from what I consume in media. And uh, and, and I'll even tell you where it came from, from Bloomberg. And they said that uh, doing an expose on modern politics, it seems that in the United States of America today, at this day and time, that our elected officials no longer represent the people. They represent their own interest. And a lot of that has to do with lobbying and laws uh, that allow a political person to take money or favor uh, in return for a vote on a particular subject. So therefore, the individual no longer represents the good of the people, but the good of his own wallet uh, was what I had read. And my comment on impeachment is going to come from that. I think that that is wrong. It doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat. You should be a public servant, and you should help build a strong America for everyone, not not just one political party or or one segment of an economic population. It should be for everybody from top to bottom. Uh, on impeachment, the thing that I think is interesting, uh, and, and I don't like the whole impeachment thing, I think that we were so close in the election that you should have put it to the voting populace and just let them uh, run their due course. Uh, Mr. Trump would be a lame duck in the second term. Traditionally, that is what occurs if a president is uh, given the privilege of two terms. But I'm stuck on this, Joe, and maybe you can help me out. Uh, Mr. Trump did order the people that worked for him in his White House circle not to answer the congressional subpoenas. And he gave a whole bunch of reasons for that. And then there was a cadre of individuals who work uh, for Mr. Trump who refused to show up and testify before Congress. So I understand that Mr. Trump doesn't like being impeached, and he doesn't want his presidency marred by an impeachment. But if it were you and I, Joe, and we were issued a subpoena to go before a governmental body, and we did not, uh, we would be held in contempt and very possibly jailed. So um, that bothers me, because I don't think any class of people or anybody with political standing is 
above the law. The, the law is just the law. It is a blanket that applies to everybody, and if you break it, then due process should follow. And I think where the danger in the Senate is, they will not vote to impeach Mr. Trump, but if they appear appear to the American people to be a protected class, if they misstep and they appear to be above the law, because that's my understanding of the law, if I'm subpoenaed, I have to appear, or my attorney will appear on my behalf, um, then I'm breaking the law. And right now, it seems like the law applies to you and me, Joe, you and me, regular Mr. and Mrs. America, you know. And Dan, Dan, I got one question, and I got to get out of here because I'm late for a break. But could you see not wanting people to go uh, speak to a committee where it it looks like the cards are stacked against you? Okay, Joe, I'm going to answer that. And the answer is obviously yes, I could see how I would feel that way. But let me give you just a, a fake scenario. If I murdered somebody, I would feel that I don't want the cops snooping around too much because they might catch me. All right, Dan. Well, hey, like you said, we, we always are able to have a conversation. Maybe not always agree, but have a great weekend, and let's hope we're talking about the Bills clinching the playoffs on Monday. Let's hope so, and thank you, Joe. Always a pleasure. Yes, Dan, same. All right, we are late for the break. When we come back, we will get through these calls. It's Beamer on Friday on WBEN. Joe Beamer with you. It is Friday here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Impeachment articles are now going to go to the floor of Congress and be voted on tomorrow. So Merry Christmas to you. You wanted a break from this divide. You wanted a break from all this impeachment talk. Well, unfortunately, you don't get it because we're going to just go right ahead, say the Democrats in Congress, go right ahead and do all this. So everyone at Christmas, you know, Thanksgiving was uncomfortable for a lot of people. Now we'll get back together with family on Christmas and, oh yeah, talk politics again. Always fun, isn't it? 803-0930, star 930. Let's go to Pete in Ontario. Pete, good morning. Hey, you know what? uh, Listen, Dan, the Democrat, there's a statistic that came up about uh, two or three days ago. It held under the same degree of severity. Mr. Obama would have been impeached one week into his administration. And we all remember that at one point we were, we had, uh, we, of course, we had uh, Congress. And we do remember that Congress said, we're never going to impeach him. Why? Because he's a black president, the first black president. And you know as well as I do that if Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell don't run this, a trial on this, and call witnesses that they are admitting, okay, that they're swamp dwellers and that they do not have President Trump, President Trump and the, the, the will of the American people really in their heart. I can see a dishonest man in Lindsay. He's playing this game. And I'm telling you right now, all these Dan, the Democrats, even the moderates like Dan and all other Democrats that don't see this, they're just lying through their garbage teeth. They really are. Because you and I know that this man has been treated like no other president. When you have Mr. Green coming up and saying that, that, that you know, uh, two months ago, that if we don't impeach him, he's going to be reelected. We know how unfair this man was treated. And John Durham now is probably going to end up doing one indictment to make it look good. 
I still don't believe that the heart of, of law enforcement is going to be on the American people's side and it's going to be blown out the door. What do you think? You know, Pete, I think, you know, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, they obviously weren't supporters of the president um, when he was running for president. However, I do think they have his back and they're going to do whatever is, I think, and, and I could be wrong. And like you said, if I'm wrong, then yes, it proves that they are part of the swamp. Uh, but I think that they're going to run this. I think they think the best thing to do is to get the facts out there, um, get the facts out to the public, because this will obviously be on TV just like this was, and, you know, educate the public on what really is going on here and show all the flaws in what this impeachment process has been. Okay, so this means that they're going to have to call Hunter Biden. They're going to have to call anybody involved in any kind of way that this transcript any mention of anybody within this transcript okay has to be called up if they want to plead the fifth they've got to do it it's really funny the way the the, the way that uh they're able to get in front of the cameras deny stuff and laugh at and basically laugh at trump and you know biden uh joe has just said oh nobody's ever anybody asked it's all a lie it's all a lie well we know we damn well know it's not. You know, he, he did the same thing with a, a billion and a half with Japan or so with China, and nothing has ever happened until this comes to the forefront. We've got to see everybody in front of the American people in these, you know, publicly drawn out on the cameras like we have seen lately. You've got to admit. That's the only way it's going to happen. Well, and Pete, you know, like you said, it's been drawn out on TV, but CNN, MSNBC, all of the networks, uh, some for some reason, they keep pulling away when Republicans talk. So I don't know how they're going to manage their coverage of the Senate trials because Republicans will get the talking time. But if Hunter Biden is slapped up in front of the Senate and he's subpoenaed, CNN will have no choice but to put that on. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it'll be very interesting. I don't know if you saw this, Pete. Hunter Biden's baby mama in Arkansas has asked for his financial records from his job with the Ukraine. It'll be very interesting to see what happens in that case. Yeah, and he, apparently he's going to be called out on that in the next few days. But we also see somebody like Comey coming in front of the liberal press in the last few days claiming how unfair and, of course, it's stupid and ridiculous. He just knows he's never going to get indicted. Hillary Clinton, you know, we talk about obstruction of justice, 33,000 emails that were subpoenaed, all gone. We know she broke the law. 16 confirmed felonies, factually done. Nothing happens. We know the statute of limitations is drawn at 5, 7, and 10 years. There's at least good, a good five charges that can be brought forward. Where is Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham? Where is? Where is even somebody like Matt Gates? why I think is a, a rising star in the Republican Party, should be screaming from the hilltops on what the hell is going on. Pete in Ontario. Pete, thanks for the call. Have a good weekend. Opens up a line for you, 803-0930. Where do you feel on the impeachment? Where are you on this? What are you looking for next week? Are you like me? Are you going to look for the Democrats who don't vote for impeachment? Or are you more interested in the Senate trial 
that'll start up after the new year. How how will the process be? Will it be a fast one? Will it be drawn out? Do you see Republicans going away and voting for impeachment, voting to convict the president? Also, do you agree with Pete? Do you do you are you looking to see if Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, and Senate Republicans really do have the president's back? I think they do. I think they know what Trump has done. Uh, you, you look past all the negative media, you look past all the distractions from Congress, and you look to see what the president has done with the jobs, with the stock market, um, even with foreign affairs. If you look at what he has done with the military, and you look at the positive the president has done, I think people like Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, they may have been against him at the beginning, but I do think now they see this is the better person to get a second term to keep leading the country. I'd like to know what you think. 803-0930, star 930. If you're on hold, we'll get to you after this on WBEN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Oh, yeah, take it in. It, all of this impeachment talk, all of this back and forth, left versus right, Democrats versus Republicans, liberals versus conservatives, we should all remember it is the best time of year. It is the holiday season. We are supposed to have that smile on our face, have that giddy feeling, right? Supposed to tell each other we love each other. Not supposed to be arguing like this all the time. All the hatefulness on Twitter. Don't forget, it is Christmas. This all may be going on in Washington. But it is Christmas. It is December 13th. We are 12 days away from the great day. Like I said, my favorite day is 11 days away, Christmas Eve. Because Christmas comes, it's all done. I do love that week in between Christmas and New Year's Eve. You know, you're still kind of festive, looking forward to New Year's Eve festivities. But then January 2nd, oh man, that's a bad one. That's why I wish it would get really warm on January 2nd. We can take in some warm weather, start thinking about baseball. But we are talking impeachment for the next 20 minutes. It has passed the committee. The articles will now be voted on the House floor. 
and most likely the president will be impeached and then it'll move to a trial in Senate and we will see if he will be convicted or not. I'm asking, what are you looking for in that vote? Like I said, I'm looking for Democrats who will vote against impeachment and then I'm seeing if any Republicans vote to convict in the Senate. I think it'll be also interesting to see how the media covers the Senate trial compared to how they called. And by the way, the Senate trial is actually a trial. I think it'd be interesting to see how they cover that compared to how they covered the committee hearings at the House. 803-0930, our friend Phil Arno from WBBZ is on. Phil, good morning. Hey, Joe. Uh, Merry Christmas from WBBZ-TV. Hey, Merry Christmas, Phil. You know, that Columbo episode, today Dick Van Dyke's 94th birthday. Oh, they get better and better, I gotta tell you. We love that stuff. Oh, the, the one he's on, and Columbo puts him in front of a pile of cameras, and he picks the, the one that took the picture that was on under investigation, and that's how they convicted him. Oh, it's still one of my favorites. I, like I tell you, the, the 71 through 78 are the best seven seasons of Columbo. Phil, what do you got for us this morning? Well, you know, this impeachment thing, you know, we're in uncharted territory. We're in a situation that hasn't happened before, mostly because of Trump and his independence from really both parties. And, you know, after covering stories in the news for, you know, decades, and I don't want to date myself, but I've, I've covered a lot of stories where you kind of scratch your head and you say, but, gee, that, that really didn't make sense. Why did that person do what they did? And it, it, you really have to think about it because there's a lot of things in this life that, on the face of it, don't make sense. But if you really look into it, you know, one of the things I've learned over the years, they always do things, people always do things for a reason. There, and it always makes sense if you know what the reason is. Now, I don't for a second think that the Republicans are on Trump's side or the Democrats are on Trump's side. I think that they kind of are feeling their way through because it is a delicate situation Trump is doing the right things, he's successful, and the Democrats don't like that because it goes against their agenda, and the Republicans don't like it because he's independent, all right, and he's not part of the system. Neither, neither party likes it because he's not a politician. He's not one of the ones that follows the rules, and they like the rules. They like, you know, status quo. So how do they handle that? Well, they know he's going to get reelected. Both both sides know that he's going to be reelected. They've admitted it, and they they're not worried about 2020. And no matter how you slice it, and people would like you to think that, that everybody's worried about 2020, and that's not the case. They're positioning for beyond Donald Trump, and they're sending a message to anybody. And I've said this to Sandy before. They're sending a message to anybody who might be thinking about running independently and doing good things. If you're going to be somebody who's running as somebody who's not going to pay attention to the politicians, you better be careful because Donald Trump has gotten a lot of stuff thrown at him and he's pretty strong and pretty independent and he's dealt with it well. But what about you? Okay. If you're thinking about running, can you take all the stuff that he's gone through? Think twice. 
And I think that's, that's where we are now. They're, they're positioning not really for what they can accomplish against Trump, but to discourage anybody like Trump coming forward in the future. To, to, make a non, to make it the most unattractive job for a non-politician so 2024 they can get back to the status quo. Right. I mean, it's long term. They're trying to preserve their system, basically. They know that, you know, Trump, I mean, let's face it, the, the people who voted for Trump in the first place, he, did, he hasn't lost any of those people. And the people who kind of half-heartedly voted against him, he's probably picked up a number of those people just because of the success, the economy. Oh, Phil, I would say you have people that might have gone in, you know, holding their nose voting for Trump because he wasn't Hillary. I think he keeps those voters no matter who wins the primary. Right, right. It, you know, no matter what the effort has been to, to cast doubt on him, it hasn't really convinced anybody who had faith in him because he's done almost everything that he said. And all the, the, but the slam on him about him lying and about him being a bad guy and all these other things, nobody has really attacked him for the policies that he's instituted and the job that he's done. It's all been character attacks. And I say on my show, I do a show on, my, on a TV station, and I constantly try and tell people that when you hear character attacks, it, it's because they don't have substance on issues. And you always have to be really cautious when all they can come up with is my opponent is a bad guy, okay? Because if, if you hear that kind of talk, then you, you got to think, well, what about what he wants to do? What about his policies? What are, are they, are they going to be good for the country or for the voters? You know, that's what I want to know. I want to know, you know, when Bill Clinton was president, you know, in his first couple of years, it didn't go very well because he basically was fairly liberal and the, the economy was, was kind of a stagnant. And then the Republicans took over in Congress and he started to cooperate with the Republican Congress, and together they accomplished a lot. And I got to give credit where credit is due. He was not a stubborn president. They got together, they talked, the economy grew, and that's what can happen when you, you know, talk and make sense and, and think about the greater good as opposed to just policy, you know, and your agendas. Phil, great point. Now, remind us when does your show air on WBBZ? It airs every Thursday night at 8, and then it repeats on Saturday at uh, noon. This week I did a show with uh, Roger Van Diet, who is a character in Alleyways, A Christmas Carol, which has been running for 37 years, believe it or not. Wow. And it's a great production, and we, do, we talk all about their production of The Christmas Carol. Uh, Alleyway Theater. It's a great, great show. We will make sure to watch the rebroadcast on Saturday. Phil, have a great weekend. Take care, Joe. Thank you. Phil Arnault leaves a line open for you at 803-0930. It's Joe Beamer, one segment to go after this. Angelo in Niagara Falls has been hanging on forever. Angelo, the floor is yours. Uh, hi, Joe. Fantastic show as always. Thank you. I just wanted to say a couple of things that I heard. Uh, they showed clips of Nadler yesterday, and what he said, which was key, he goes, we cannot rely on the next election to get rid of him. 
That's what he said. He openly said that. Pardon? So he openly said that we can't depend on the next election. Yeah, and then Pelosi was uh, interviewed, and the interviewer said, do you think it's wise to rush this impeachment? And she goes, we're not rushing it. We've been working on this for two and a half years. (laughs) Like, I cannot believe that they're so stupid. And uh, then I'll just say this part, and then I give my little opinion. And Mitch McConnell was on Hannity last night, and he said there's zero chance that the president will be removed. And this morning, they were interviewing the public, and they asked one man, they go, "Uh, so what do you think of this impeachment thing? And he goes, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I know nothing about it. All it has to do with it's some stupid phone call. (laughs) And really, when you think about it, all the great things the president has done for the country and the people, they're relying on a phone call that they're misrepresenting with lies and BS. Well, remember, remember Adam Schiff, the first day of, of the hearings, he did the false, fake transcript that he later, when called out, said it was parody. But, I mean, they can't even sell the actual transcript. Angelo, it's kind of like they've been wanting to impeach for so long, and then they were getting close to the election, and, you know, oh my gosh, we haven't, we haven't gotten anything yet. So they just were grasping at straws, and that was the only thing sitting there they felt they could make a case of. And then when it goes to trial, they can't even read the actual transcript to make their point. They have to lie. Yes, and uh, sorry, Joe, they also showed a clip of Colbert, which I don't watch. I used to watch him a long time ago, but then when he went a little funny, I stopped. But anyway, I was shocked. You know who his guest was? It was Schiff. Oh. And I couldn't believe it. So Colbert says to him, you know, uh, with all these in, uh, investigations, etc., if it goes to the Senate and he gets off, aren't you making him super Trump? And that's the thing. Like, I don't think it will be a black mark. It will embolden them that they tried to frame him. They did all these nasty, terrible things against him, and he survived. And I think people are going to look at this and they're going to say, well, they were going after this man his entire first term. Let's give him a second term and maybe they'll back off. I I think, if anything, this makes him a stronger candidate. And while all this is going on, it really does illustrate how weak the field is in the Democrat primary. And Joe, last thing, I'm sorry. What really irked me. Two Congress people from California, um, Green and Bass, doesn't matter who they are. They said that if the Senate uh, doesn't do anything, we're just going to keep impeaching them. Well, who's paying for that? Who's paying for that? And, and what about you know the taxpayers and the people who voted those people into Congress? What are you doing for them? Because as they're doing all this, wasting their time in these committee hearings, nothing's getting done for Americans, for the everyday people who don't really care about impeachment, who have to get up at the, at the crack of dawn, go to work, and, you know, work, work real jobs. They don't care about impeaching the president. They don't care about a phone call from Ukraine. They care about what are you doing for me? What are you doing to make my life better? What are you doing to put more money in my wallet? And right now, the answer for Congress is nothing. Yes, and 
by doing this impeachment isn't like 20 years ago or, you know, where it was a big deal. Now it's, oh, well, like most people don't even give it. They don't care. Taking the weight right out of the word impeachment. Correct. And like I never watched any of those hearings because I knew I'd be too upset. But then when I watch the shows I like, they'll show clips and then I get upset. So, yeah, like I could never sit and watch those things because they're too upsetting. They are, Angelo. Sometimes, sometimes though, I would watch it for like 30 minutes, get myself upset. It really would get me ready for the gym. But no, I can't watch them on a regular basis. I'll tell you that. No way. Angelo, thanks for the call. Have a great weekend. You too, Joe. Angelo in the falls. You know, it's funny he brought up Colbert. Uh, Growing up on Fridays or when I didn't have school the next day, I used to love watching Letterman. And now, yes, Letterman wasn't the biggest fan of President Bush, but he didn't make every show anti-Bush. He didn't make every joke anti-President Bush. Every guest wasn't on there because they despised President Bush, okay? There'd be a jab here and there, but for the most part, it was a comedy show, late night laughs. That's what you were going with the late show. Now with Colbert, and like Angelo said, I, I didn't mind him on Comedy Central. It was kind of funny when he uh, was on The Daily Show or on The Colbert Report, but every show, every show, when I'm watching The Young and the Restless, they advertise the late show, and it's always a political guest. Where's the funny? Where is the funny anymore? You know, even people who hate Trump are getting sick of the constantly bashing Trump jokes. There are other things out there to make jokes about. I mean, they've really ruined late night television. Two of my favorite shows, The Late Show and Saturday Night Live, I barely watch anymore. And that's pretty sad. All right. Well, I hope everyone has a great weekend. Go Bills. Big game Sunday night, 820. Don't forget to join myself and Brenda Alacy at 10 on Sunday for Hardline. Rush is next. Tom's here at 3. And for the first time in five years, I'll be producing that show. Have a great weekend, everybody. Go Bills. Let's hope we're talking playoffs Monday morning. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.